Hey there, folks. Have you heard of David Horowitz? Because uh, I really haven't. Uh, that He was forced on me as a guest, and I just think uh, contractually I'm obliged to have a conversation with him. David Horowitz, welcome. Thank you. Oh, come on now. You can you can at least laugh at that dumb joke. Folks, David Horowitz is uh, a legend. Uh, I hate to say that with him right here. I don't want to embarrass him, but uh, he has written innumerable books, uh, maybe not really innumerable, but close enough. And the new book, brand new book, just out uh, days now, it is titled Final Battle. The next election could be the last Unfortunately, this is not hyperbole. So, David Horowitz, uh, welcome and tell us why you hold to this thesis. Well, the Democrat Party has been pushing for a one party state for decades now. Um, They didn't accept Trump's victory in 2016. They formed what they called a resistance, um, which is... uh, Actually, treasonous when you think of it. Um, they sabotaged his presidency. They concocted this Russia hoax that he was colluding with the Russians, uh, which was exposed at great expense to the American taxpayer. Um, but they, they, let's just go to January 6th as a good example of where the Democrats are driving. Um, they called it uh, an armed insurrection. Well, first of all, they've ignored the fact that Trump uh, asked Pelosi, uh, offered Pelosi, who's the head of the Capitol Police, uh, 10,000 National Guardsmen to guard the Congress on January 6th. Because anybody with two eyes and half a brain knows that on both sides there are people who are um, pretty keen on committing violence. Uh, Pelosi rejected the National Guards. Uh, Then uh, the Capitol Police, this video of the Capitol Police inviting the protesters into the building. Um, The Democrats then condemned what happened. as an armed insurrection that it was put immediately pointed out that no arms were confiscated. So it's one of those typical Democrat lies that are so obvious. You wonder why anybody would bother telling them. Um, then they claim that five Capitol police officers were killed by the protesters, which was another lie. Hakeem Jeffries is on video making that lie. Um, the number of uh, Capitol Police officers killed on January 6th is zero. There was one person uh, killed, which was Ashley Babbitt. She was murdered in cold blood, which is also on video. Nancy Pelosi protected her, protected her killer, withheld his name, uh, quashed an investigation, any investigation. He's now scot free. That makes Nancy Pelosi technically an accomplice to murder, although Republicans are too polite to say such things. Um, they never explained to Democrats when they removed the term armed for armed insurrection. 
how you can have an insurrection without arms. You obviously weren't, weren't a whole bunch of senators uh, and Congress people killed. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait a minute. Only really? One no. Person was killed on January 6th. And that's yeah. Babbitt. And they just arrested her mother for jaywalking. No, I the, 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 the thing is, look, this is anybody paying any attention knows this is preposterous. But, David, many people on the right, many Republicans have bought a good chunk of this narrative. It's astonishing to me that that tons of Republicans kind of act like, yeah, well, there's there's something there. And I keep thinking not only is there nothing there, but precisely the opposite is there. You have probable, uh, you know, deep state interference, uh, FBI, uh, Democratic operatives. That's if there's anything there, that's what's there. And it's like talking about the Reich, Reichstag fire uh, in 1933. I mean, that's the playbook is the Nazis Reichstag fire. Hitler was elected the way, so in a democracy. And they immediately, uh, the Nazis who won that 30, whatever it was, three election, immediately drafted a law to make to criminalize any, anybody that disagreed with them, which is basically what the Democrats are doing today. They blame the fire on a communist, and then they outlawed all opposition. Uh, the Democrats haven't been able to do that yet, but they sure have tried. Well, this is, this is what the Nazis did, and we know, and if anybody uh, wants to read about it, they can read my book uh, on Bonhoeffer, uh, because that's what enabled all that followed. Yes. The fact that the Nazis were successful. And again, we're not talking about uh, uh, communists. We're, we're, we're talking about big state actors, whether they are uh, national socialists or they are Marxist communists. The point is they don't believe in what the founders believed in. They don't believe in liberty. Uh, and the Nazis succeeded. Obviously, um, these evil uh, actors only succeed for a time, but it can be quite a time. And and Goebbels was able to lie brazenly and had a whole apparatus. And we've seen a lot of that played out. But even Republicans seem to refuse to see the brazenness of this. The, 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 the you know what you what you're saying. I have had I've had many people uh, that that I have argued with who are Republicans who say, oh, yeah, but the way Trump behaved that day, oh, that was that was bad. And I think, what what am I missing? Are you are you, you he, know, he would have protected the Capitol with 10,000 troops. He called on his followers to stiffen the spines of weak Republicans uh, and, and reject the certification of the electors, something the Democrats have done every time a Republican has won since 1980. Uh, and then he urged his followers, if you fail uh, to stiffen the spines of weak Republicans, go back home, go back home and primary uh, your representative who would not stand up for the Constitution. So that you mean was- that Trump outrageously said that we ought to uh revert to the democratic process and, and yeah. to vote. My goodness, what a maniac. What a maniac he is. Why did they preserve this myth of a, an insurrection? Because it's calling the Republicans 
traitors. It's treason, insurrection against the government. Um, the Democrats are very clear and they have no principle. They're shameless in their lies and their attacks on the democratic process. But Republicans are cowards. They don't, they don't want to be told. They don't want the, their local newspaper saying that they, uh, supported, uh, this insurrection, uh, which is treason. So they, they go along with the Democrat myths. It's terrible. Well, there are there are a few heroes out there, and we saw some of this played out recently uh, in the fight over the speakership. Uh, you, do you have Do you have any thoughts on that? I was actually glad that it went the way that it did. Uh, that they did that 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 they forced concessions from uh, M- McCarthy. Hundred percent. I was shocked to learn that there hasn't been a debate over a bill on the House floor in 10 years, thanks to Nancy Pelosi. The House isn't even functioning uh, as a democratic forum and deliberative body. You you can't make amendments. They sneak things in in the middle of the night, like this last, last omnibus bill, when nobody has had any time to read it even. Uh, I don't know how that's possible. Can you explain that? I mean, I, I how, how is that? How has Congress changed? How did Congress change under her speakership so that uh, this would be the, the case? Change the rules. Well, here's one one that also shocked me. Uh, you, you know, the the rebels, the GOP rebels, so to speak, uh, insisted that one member can. Uh, have a vote of no confidence in the leader, and then the leader has to win a majority again. And this has been attacked as reckless and so forth. The the person who invented that rule is Thomas Jefferson, and, and it was in, in place for 200 years until Nancy Pelosi became speaker and changed it. I actually hadn't heard that. We're going to go to a break. But, uh, folks, I'm talking to David Horowitz, the author most recently of Final Battle. The next election could be the last. This is the Eric Metaxas show. Uh, We'll be right back. I know that you got your reasons. These things that are pleasing you. Folks, welcome back. Talking to David Horowitz, uh, who now I'm proud to say is a a friend and who really has had an extraordinary journey in his own life from genuine communism uh, to um, what shall we call it? Uh, Anti-communism, which is to say love of the uh, American founders vision uh, for the republic that we've had for uh, almost two and a half centuries. People uh, commenting on this book, the book we're discussing, Final Battle, the next election could be the last, uh, 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 include Pete Hegseth. Uh, He says, David Horowitz has been telling the truth for decades in a way that almost nobody else has been willing to. And you'll notice that Pete Hegseth pointedly left out my name. Uh, Hey, thanks, Pete. Uh, no, seriously, Dennis Prager calls this book nothing nothing less than a handbook for the salvation of the United States of America. Um, 
Wow. Dennis Prager doesn't say that kind of stuff lightly, uh, David. Why, why would our friend Dennis Prager call this book uh, nothing less than a handbook for the salvation of the United States of America, if you don't mind my asking? It's a realistic view of the Democrat Party, which is a criminal party. Um, radicals, it's a radical party, which makes it criminal. I mean, you know, they, they've destroyed our borders illegally. Uh, the president of the United States is a member of the executive. His authority is to enforce the law, not to remake the immigration law. Uh, that's supposed to be Congress's job. Um, A radical is somebody who does not believe in the system. That's the Constitution, uh, the laws of the land. So that's the whole idea of being a radical, that you're going to abolish it all. Um, The the reason, and you can see it in the whole left today, they call the Constitution. Actually, we have a Supreme Court justice. Uh, Katanji Jackson, um, who thinks that the Constitution is a white supremacist document. <laughs> These people don't believe in the United States of America. They, they are ideologically uh, uh, illusioned, if you will, uh, to think that they can make a better country. And Don't we, I mean, I think it has to be said that these elements have existed in the Democratic Party, uh, you know, uh, from the from the beginning. However, they haven't been in the ascendancy until recently. In other words, when we think of Tip O'Neill, we don't think of the kind of a radical that we're talking about now. And I think part of the problem with the Republicans is they've ceased or they failed to adjust to the new reality. Uh, you cannot have uh, uh, much of a conversation with a radical. Uh, and uh, they see many of them seem to think that you can. Uh, and they think that if you don't agree with that, then you're a radical. And so you're a radical and I'm a radical. But we're, we're simply saying that the reality has changed and that madness has taken over the whole party. It was there before. Uh, it was there in Henry Wallace, you know, the vice president of uh, for, for FDR. I mean, that these elements have existed, but for it to take control of the whole party in the way that it has most recently, that's a new thing. Correct. And it started in 1968 with the riots, uh, the left engineered at the Democrat convention to destroy Hubert Humphrey because Hubert Humphrey supported the Vietnam War and was an anti-communist. And uh, they then marched into the uh, Democrat Party. They formed these radical caucuses like the Black Caucus. Uh, and uh, they systematically, over the next 50 years, took over the party. Barack Obama was their candidate. Uh, he was a lifelong communist, uh, Obama, not a member of the party, but a member of the faith. Um until he became a national figure. Uh, and then he betrayed his friends uh, who were saying, God damn America, and so forth. 
And uh, that's where the Democrat Party is today. It's it's run by people who wanted America to lose the Cold War, and and by complete opportunists. I I, I can't say bad enough things about Joe Biden, the worst human being to occupy the White House in our entire history. Um, How is he worse than uh, than Obama, for example? Well, Obama was smarter than Joe. Uh, I mean, Obama's racism, anti-white racism is veiled for the most part. Biden, this is pretty much out in the open. We have the first racist administration in our history. I mean, we've had racists in government like Woodrow Wilson, um, but their policy, this equity policy, which is a central policy of the Democrat Party, is Ku Klux Klan racism. If your skin color is dark, uh, you have the right to take from the white people and give it to yourself. That's basically the I, I guess uh, I just before we go to the break, I just want to be clear that um, I think Obama was actually functioning as the president. And I think Joe Biden is a husk uh, who is not functioning as the president, but that there are people around him uh, yeah. manipulating him. And I think it's it, it's it's pretty obvious this is not some crazy theory. We'll be right back talking to David Harwitz, the new book, Final Battle. The next election could be the last. Folks, I'm talking to David Horowitz. His new book is Final Battle. The next election could be the last. David, um, what gives you any hope? What can we do uh, to avert the end of America? I I see hope in two major phenomenons. One is Trump's uh, rallies. He is for the first time in our history, created a mass conservative movement um, when the media is beating up on Trump. They ignore the fact that 74 million Americans voted for him and that no previous uh, sitting president had ever increased his vote in the second election. Um, and the second is the spontaneous movement among parents revolting at the communist schools that the Democrat Party and the teacher unions have created, and the atrocities they're committing against children, uh, both intellectual, but also um, this transgender disfiguration and chemical castration of children. Uh, something when I, I, I was a radical, I described myself as a Marxist revolutionary. I would have been horrified if any of my friends uh, had supported such a, a movement. We are, we're at the 11th hour, I, I believe, but it sparked a revolt in which I, I see there's a lot of hope for the future. I, I see the same thing, and I'm always right. So congratulations. 
No, seriously, I see exactly the same thing uh, that there is the the um, the craziness of the left, uh, which I think has been triggered by Trump, uh, that they were forced to effectively come out of the closet. And suddenly when you see them for who they are and what they are and you see what they believe, most common sense Americans say, wait a minute, I had no idea they were this crazy. Uh, And so I think there is a backlash that is happening. And when you talk about the Trump rallies and you talk about Trump, I mean, uh, I'm reasonably sure he got more than 74 million votes. But even if he only got 74 million votes, the idea that 74 million people voted for this man, uh, I think that is a sign of tremendous health in America. And I uh, I, for one, uh, uh, hope that uh, he secures the nomination as fond as I am of um, uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, I, I, I think DeSantis will will have his time. But I, I, I hope uh, uh, Trump gets a second term because I don't know that there's anybody uh, who's who's up to the task of uh, cleaning the Augean stables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's taken amazing wounds as an individual and stood up. Uh, I I also think in the pro-life movement, it's been reinvigorated. uh, And there's a lot of young people out there. I think that's very healthy as well. Um, I'd like to see our side fighting. Uh, I'm very depressed to watch Republicans bend the knee to these Democrat lies and not call them out on them. I mean, Biden is a particularly nasty liar. But it's the level of lying that I find almost funny. In other words, there's lying and then there's lying. You know, it's it's one thing for politicians to shade the truth or to spin things. But we really have seen uh, Orwellian lying. We've seen, uh, you know, you, you have to go to uh, Stalin and Goebbels really to uh yes for, for comparisons because in in american public life in our lifetimes we haven't seen anything quite like this where where people are saying like wildly preposterous things with a straight face and they are being backed up by what used to be the journalistic class they're not being uh questioned very much we don't have a sam donaldson you know excuse me mr president we don't have uh, uh any checks on this kind of madness. But I think there's enough uh, that's coming out that your average American is looking around and they, they see what they see, you know? And, and uh, so, so I am, I am, I am hopeful, but um, what, what do you say specifically in your book that we're talking about the final battle about how we can avert the disaster? Well, I think the first step is understanding that it's a disaster and why. Um, Everybody, not everybody, I mean, there are exceptions like you and me, but most people in our public life, most commentators talk as though this is normal. Everything is, you know, it's a little more, a little less, but none of them look... Uh, on January 2nd, 2021, um, the Iranians threatened to kill Trump. They said he's being, 
removed from office, but he's also going to be removed from life. And the head of uh, security for the president and the nation was General Mark Milley. And Mark Milley convened these meetings around the Capitol in which he told the security staff uh, and, and everybody who should have been alerted to protect the president that Trump was Hitler. I, I'm not making this up. That Trump was Hitler. He said it's the gospel of the Fuhrer and that all of Trump's supporters were the Nazis that we fought in World War II, which is as treasonous a statement as a national security head can make. And he was praised by Anderson Cooper. I, every, all of the usual suspects thought that this was Milley standing up for a neutral military, which is idiotic. Um, if you don't think these people are capable of shutting down our elections, uh, you, you, you're smoking something, or you just haven't paid attention. Uh, well, I think, I think the case I make in my book is very, very strong. Uh, the, the one thing I would say is if the, you're a reasonably sensible person, there's no way you can have confidence in our, the future of our democracy with the Democrats in charge. Well, that is for sure. Uh, we'll be right back, folks. I'm talking to David Harwitz. It's the Eric Metaxas Show. You can find us at ericmetaxas.com. Uh, we'll be right back. If I leave here tomorrow Would you still remember Hey, get rhythm When you get the blues Come on, get rhythm When you get the blues Get a rock and roll Folks, welcome back. We're talking to David Horowitz, who has written a book, titled Final Battle. It is brand new. Uh, the next election could be the last. So, David, you and I are under no illusions that the Democrats, like the Chinese communist leaders, have no scruples, do not believe in truth, and will do anything to keep in power and have been doing practically it's worse anything. Than, it's worse than that. Joe Biden is in the pocket of the Chinese. Who, who made the policy that surrendered Afghanistan to China and the Taliban? Why do you think that happened? Well, <laughs> my so question is whether you think these things will be brought to light. I think uh, yes. I have real hope that uh, many of these things will be brought to light, are being brought to light, uh, you know, that's, al that's, already. That's the other hopeful thing. It's, it has... The Republican Party has undergone something of a change. How much we'll see in the battles to come. But that's very important. And they, they let the Republican Party is responsible for actually making this seem normal. There's nothing normal about a United States president and his family collecting $31 million from the most vicious uh totalitarian regime on the planet with clear and open designs to control the world. Uh, we don't have any, there's no, no president could survive that except in this present context. Well, uh, it would be like finding out that FDR uh, had taken a ton of money from the national socialists through the thirties 
would that not affect our, our ability to trust him as a national leader facing? Um, the, he, the... He, he got he engineered our entry into the war. He was an anti-fascist. He had many faults, Roosevelt, but that wasn't one of them. Although he was a little soft on Stalin, if I may be permitted to say that. Correct. Correct. The, the, the communist movement, it's, it's not a party anymore. I mean, there is a communist party, but it's a movement. Um, you know, it's an ancient movement. People think they can build a heaven on earth without a divine intervention. Uh, the arrogance that goes along with fixing the world uh, justifies any lie uh, and any support for any crime. And they do it all the time. One of the reasons I left the left was when I realized that the right admitted its mistakes. I mean, J. Edgar Hoover was once a hero, and then there were revelations about him, and he was no longer a hero. The left never, being a leftist means you never have to say you're sorry. None well, of, that's, that's they right. haven't even acknowledged that they cooked up this Russia collusion hoax. Well, but I mean, why should they acknowledge it if the mainstream media isn't even uh, talking well, why about it? Why they acknowledge it if the Republicans let them get away with it? And the Republicans let them get away with it. Why isn't Ashley Babbitt on the tongue of every Republican member of Congress? She she should replace uh, JFK on the 50 cent piece. Um, because. Uh, well, let's put her murderer in jail. Michael well, Byrd is the name. I don't know if uh, if he's a murderer, but he killed her. He was a a, a, a bumbling policeman who killed her. Well, it's as close to murder as you can get. I don't know what degree it would be, but I'm basically in agreement with you. Um, We are out of time, folks. This is tough stuff, uh, but uh, we need to know what's going on. Thank you, David Harwitz, for the book. It's final battle. The next election could be the last. David, thanks again. Thank you, Eric. 